This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? Topic number two with Miss Anna Kelly is something that uh, I just knew we had to do, and that is the trap of a high-paying job. How are you doing this morning, Anna? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. This is a conversation I knew we had to have uh, because there's a lot of people out there, myself included, you know, all those decades ago that was running as hard as I could for that high paying job, got to get that title, got to get that money. And if you're, if your goal is financial independence, that might not be the best thing to go shoot for, right? No, not now that we know that. <laughs> yeah, according, exactly. <laughs> according to the American dream, according to the education system, that's exactly what you want to do. You want to go to work, make as much money as you can to buy the finer things in life. And hopefully you can retire by the time you're 65 and and have enough in that 401k to do well. That's what they tell everybody. And yeah. that's what I bought into for a long time too. Yeah, me too. They, they put me on that hamster wheel and kept on running. And little did I know the wheel was getting bigger, right? The, the wheel for me is your monthly expenditures, right? You inflate your lifestyle to match your income. And the wheel starts this big, really manageable. And then by the time you, you know, you're a director or a manager or a director or a VP, it's, it's gargantuan and you're stuck. Yes. Been there, done that, Michael. Yeah, the, the biggest eye opener for me, and I don't, and I guess I'm slow, was actually when I paid, played Rich Dad Poor Dad's game for like the 20th time. Because what I've come to realize, and I didn't, and, and again, it took me 20 times, but basically I could pick the winner very early in the game. It's who has the lowest income, right? What job did you get? <laughs> it became that simple uh, at some point. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite that simple, but you know, there's there's this happy medium, right? So it's sure. like we we want a good paying job until we can create financial freedom, right? But I think to your point when you started this is what's the, what are the pitfalls of that, right? Yeah. And if you have a really high paying job and you are either the sole income earner for your family mm-hmm. or you have a very expensive lifestyle for whatever that reason, mm-hmm. or you've got a lot of debt, you know, and sometimes for a lot of people, that's actually school debt. And that True. was our problem. It's very difficult to leave a job when you have a child and you want to be home with them because you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. So for us, I mean, I had that six figure job at AIG. My husband was just starting out his business and he had six figure school debt when we got married in 2000. And mm-hmm. so, you know, to inherit a huge school loan. And then of course we had to have a house because we were having a baby, right? We had a car go out. We needed another car. So we weren't thinking of like, let's expand our lifestyle. We're making all this money. We were still living check to check to check, but we're like, let's get a house. Let's get the car. And then, oh, by the way, we have a school loan that the payment's just as much as our mortgage payment. So I couldn't leave my job when I had my baby. Like this is a near and dear subject to my heart because we had too much debt. And my husband's income at the time was like a third of mine, right? Because he just came out of school. He was basically interning for for other chiropractors. And so um, that high paying job, I had to keep, Mm -hmm. I couldn't just leave. So for me to create financial independence, when I had that aha moment that real estate is a way that I can do it, 
I had to add it on top of an already very demanding job on top of being a new mom on top of handling the household. And so in some ways I would say to people just getting started, if you don't know what you want to do, start buying rental property, house hack, get a basic college education, not at a super expensive school. Again, if, unless you have like visions that you've always known you want to be an attorney or a doctor or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Get mm -hmm. an average priced education, get a business degree, something generic where you're learning, you got that degree to fall back on. But, but before you go chase the corporate ladder, start working on creating the financial freedom right away so that you probably, by the time you would have climbed up that corporate ladder and had a six-figure job, you probably could have created the six figures on your own yeah. with a lot less time involvement. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was in a career, um, uh, yeah, the last 20 years, certainly 15 years where, where six figures was kind of the, the admission price to get into. And if you were really good, you know, you can do accelerator money and do all those things. So I, I routinely, you know, bumped shoulders with people who had seven figure years. And what I learned from watching that is a, it's very hard to repeat those years, right? Cause I was in a commission-based job. So it was very common for somebody to have a seven figure year and then just nothing the next couple of years. But what I saw is I saw people always inflate their lifestyle to their best year. And that generally speaking is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of goes to really the two core principles is you have to learn to live below your means while you work to expand your means. Yes. And if you can remember those two things, you'll, you won't be enslaved to a six figure job because you'll probably always be thinking about how to expand your means beyond that. And you won't live, you won't spend it all, right? You'll learn to save, you'll learn to invest, you'll buy rental property with that extra money instead of, you know, going and buying your own house right away. So yeah, um, yeah it, it can be a trap if we're not real careful. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I've learned. So obviously we're both helping people. I, I, I have a course called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, right? How do you learn to market all that stuff? But I've recently released something that I think is even more important. And that that was how to get your money right at home, right? How, and what people don't realize about our story is sure, Olivia and I had $40,000 after I lost 150 in the stock market to, to, to buy our first and second. But how we kept going is we took our expenses, which at the time were running 100% of our income. And over the next three years or so, we took that to 50%. We yeah. focused on plugging holes and either delaying gratification, i.e. having a 10-year-old car versus a one-year-old car, or you know, just cutting back expenses. And, and all of that was for a purpose, right? What I, what I don't want people to hear is we didn't do the latte thing, right? We didn't cancel $6 lattes. No, we looked at the big expenses. We looked at what we were doing for our wants and we're like, nope, we don't need that, right? We did all our needs, but we didn't do our wants. Right. And that, that allowed us to A, handle the ups and downs of owning real estate because you never know when a water heater goes out or you know window gets broken or whatever and it just allowed us to keep buying into what was a great time that you know 2010 so yeah you get your money right at home uh, oh yeah we did the exact same thing michael you know we we sold that big house in houston mm -hmm. we downsized we bought the four unit we house hacked and then when it was time to expand and we were having our fourth kiddo we're like we're out of space we could have gone out and bought the big house, but I was like, I want financial freedom. I need to buy more rental property. 
I can't do that if I put a big down payment on a house. And so what do we do? We rented a house. We rented a house for four years while I took everything extra that we didn't need to live on and put that as the down payments for the next property and the next property and the next property. By the time we were able to buy the house, you know, it was from the time we we left Texas and sold the big one to the time that we bought another house for ourselves. A single family was seven years. And during that time though, we bought a lot of property. And so that ability to delay that gratification, you know, we were already in that trap of slave to debt because we had the big school loan. So we, we didn't, and then, you know, then the crisis hit. So that forced us to kind of pull back, but it was the best thing we ever did. It was the best thing we ever did. Yeah, I hope people really pick up on that because we both had we both had opportunities to get the big house, if you will. And we both purposely said no. And we we kept going for that financial freedom. Um, I, I hope people go back and listen to that again, because not many people make that choice. Right, right. No. And it's tempting. You know, we see other people that have these huge McMansions and we're like, oh, well, we're, you know, we could do that. We could have that. And the reality is, you know, I, I think it's nice because, you know, having to work and having apartments and having kids like I'm not the super like domestic diva. I don't have perfect meals for my kids every day, maybe a couple times a week. You know, um, I don't have a perfectly clean house like we run, 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 run. Right. Yeah. And so it's like having that balance. And I realized it's just more for me to have to clean. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I bought a nice home, but it wasn't, it wasn't the home we could have afforded. Right. We waited, we waited. And so even now the home that we bought, there were homes that were 300,000 more than this one that I passed on for two years going, I could afford it. You know, the interest rates are kind of low, but in my mind, I'm like, if I put that much more into a house, how much less investment property could I buy? How many less vacations could I take exactly. and memories with my kids? And so you've got to find this balance between, you know, what you need, allowing yourself what you want, but you don't have to want, you know, to the extreme that it's going to make you suffer financially when you could, when you could have a balance in life of wanting needs and then continue to grow your financial freedom um, yeah. over time. Yeah. So I guess what I'll close with kind of what I opened with, right? That card in the cash flow game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are other things, but it is, it is the higher your monthly nut, the harder it is to exit. I mean, that's, yes. you have to sacrifice longer. You have more keeping up with the Joneses. You're, you're in a circle that, you know, you may not be comfortable. I mean, there were plenty of times I was uncomfortable driving up in a 10 year old car and everybody in my arena had the, you know, the latest Beamer or Mercedes. I'm like, Oh no, I'll park over here. I don't want to be around yeah. those cars. <laughs> those are tough choices. Yeah. Try showing up in the minivan <laughs> <laughs> with all the real estate guys, you know, driving their cool little sports cars. I finally got a small SUV, right. But I waited, yeah. you know, yeah. but to your point, it's one of the reasons that I think sometimes we see younger people being able to exit the rat race faster and oh, retire yeah. through real estate much faster because they had a let they had a lower income and they had a lower lifestyle. They spent less. And so it's easier for them to do it where it is harder. Once you have that job, that's big that you depend on and all that stuff, it, it takes longer to exit the rat race because you simply need more money in order to live your current lifestyle. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, thank you for this. That was a great conversation. Thanks. Anna. You're welcome.